So hello everyone. Uh, welcome to the uh, Solid Saturday episode. And this is the episode four. Today we have a guest, Rachel Stu. We already learned a couple of things about her. But uh, just to mention that recently she has been recognized as one of the top voices 2019 for the platform data sciences and analytics on LinkedIn. So we will just welcome her and uh, let's see her career journey. How did she find her passion and she managed to be one of the leaders in the area she was passionate about. We are going to learn a lot more about the data sciences and analytics as well. So let's hear from her. So first of all, Thank you, Rachel, for joining and agreeing on all the you know our timings and being live. You are special because you are the first guest who is going to be live on my Solid Saturday episode podcast. So uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so it's my pleasure. So to start with, what we will do is like, you know, till the time the audience joins, we will cover the couple of questions uh, that we have already received from my followers and uh, we will cover those up and then we will see you know uh, live audience uh, what they have to ask and we will cover those questions as well is it sound good yes that works thank you okay. so to start with the first question is moreover about you know um, your current job role what are the roles and responsibilities that you handle in your day-to-day -day job and uh, what do you do exactly yeah, so I'm a director of analytics, and I started my career in programming and database reporting, mm -hmm. and then worked into visualization and creating dashboards. And now what I'm responsible for is analytics strategy uh, for mm -hmm. organizations. So how can we leverage data to make better decisions, mm -hmm. to better understand our customer, to increase our revenue, uh, and, and various different uh, roadmaps to integrate a data-driven culture within uh, various organizations. Oh, that sounds uh, interesting. So uh, <laughs> I just to add to that, actually, when you say that uh, you are more over into on the decision-making side, so how much is the you know communication and the storytelling takes the importance when it comes to you know uh, showcasing your decision what you come up with or the conclusion yeah storytelling and communication is extremely important i personally put communication as one of the top 3 skills mm -hmm. for a data analyst or a data scientist Mm -hmm. uh, because most of the people that are needing to use the data to make decisions mm -hmm. don't have uh, a, a extreme data science background. Mm -hmm. And so it's extremely important uh, in what I do and for other data scientists to be able to explain in simple terms uh, how the data can be used to determine what's going on in an organization mm -hmm. and also look extrapolate that into various decisions and what the outcome of those decisions could be. Mm -hmm. uh, and most of the time, uh, it has to be very concise communication as well, mm -hmm. uh, because people that are decision makers and leaders in organizations uh, 
need to make this get this information quickly and make these decisions quickly. So uh, what I do and what data scientists, I absolutely communication and storytelling mm -hmm. is is really the power of what we do. Yeah. So uh, the way you are talking, it like, you know, really shows your passion about this data science and analytics field. So one important question that I would like to ask is like, you know, how did you find your passion or the interest that you are interested into the data analytics and uh, want to pursue your career in that? Uh, yeah, so I first, uh, I've always kind of been a tinker and a problem solver with with various things and liking to put things together. Uh, and so uh, that's naturally how I gravitated my education. Mm -hmm. And at the time, technology was very quick and changing. And so that really attracted me to the field where I could constantly be learning, mm -hmm. constantly be solving problems. Uh, and I really love the people side of it too. Mm -hmm. So analytics and data science is still a very technical field within IT, mm -hmm. but it also is a very human field. And so it attracted me that I could take technology, mm -hmm. uh, but also really blend that with the human side. Yeah. So that really actually uh, I can admire for. So what steps actually particular steps did you take to pursue that passion and achieve that leadership role in the one of the areas you are passionate about what are some of the other areas of leadership uh, not uh, some of the other areas like what steps did you take like once you realize your passion what steps did you take like you know to be oh yes of what of course you are passionate okay about? Yeah, so I started out uh, in programming to have a really good base and understanding of the technical side. Mm -hmm. So learning SQL, um, Python, R, SAS, all that technology, I started programming that so I could really understand mm -hmm. how that all worked together. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, once I had that base, that's when I started learning some of the visualization tools. Mm -hmm. uh, such as Tableau, uh, there's a great tool um, by information builders called Web Focus. There's Power BI. Mm -hmm. So all these visualization tools that could uh, sit on top of the base of that code. Mm -hmm. And once I had that that base of technology and technology understanding, that's when I started getting into the business analyst side mm -hmm. and interfacing with customers to really understand their problems mm -hmm. and understand how to communicate solutions to them. Mm -hmm. And then as my career has progressed, I've managed teams, uh, I've hired data scientists, uh, and now sitting on the strategy side mm -hmm. of now that we understand the technology and, and the customer problem, how do we combine those two to make a solution. Okay, that sounds fascinating. So um, I'm also working like in similar kind of areas, so I can relate that. Uh, okay. So talking about specific to data sciences and analytics, actually, um, uh, any kind of a static statistical methods that you would like, you know, um, encourage people to learn about and, you know, those are your favorites too in the data analysis. Yeah. 
Yeah, so one of my favorite statistical methods is the Bayesian method mm -hmm. uh, because the base of that method is taking um, some assumptions and some data and looking at that mm -hmm. and kind of slicing your data and then adding on additional insight or additional things that you know mm -hmm. and, and, and re-slicing your conclusions. Mm -hmm. And I, I really like that method because it is very much uh, in line with, with human thought. So mm -hmm. we'll, we'll make uh, a decision and then we learn something of what worked, what didn't work, or oh, mm -hmm. another factor that may uh, affect that. Mm -hmm. And then we, we recycle our plan, recycle our thoughts. So it's a very, um, agile way of thinking and that's one of, so that's one of why that's one of my favorite statistical methods oh that sounds good uh, definitely the mm -hmm. audience will like that actually uh, they will know <laughs> might be students who are pursuing like you know uh, their passion or they are learning right now in the academics they can definitely relate that yeah guidance so uh talking more about uh this data sciences and analytics um Already you mentioned you prefer the tools like Power BI or Tableau. How much they simplify your job, like, you know, visualizing the data, like uh, when it comes to like, you know, uh, showing the story, uh, visualizing something out of it and then uh, showcasing it to the business people or the audience. Um, how much that is helpful? Like, why do you think that those platforms are important when it comes to the storytelling? Yeah, I think so. People, most people are visual learners, mm -hmm. especially when it's a very complicated topic mm -hmm. or it spans a lot of data mm -hmm. or they're not inherently familiar with that data. So, for example, uh, data across different departments. Mm -hmm. And so some of the reasons that I really like the visualization tools is because visualizations can... Uh, very quickly break down complicated uh, data sets or very large data sets mm -hmm. and have a very quick insight for business leaders and people making decisions. So I love Tableau. It's, it's a very popular platform. Mm -hmm. um, but there are others. Yeah, Power BI is great. Uh, Salesforce has a product uh, which we'll see how that evolves with the the merger with Tableau, uh, but there's uh, the visualizations I really like just because they speak very quickly and powerfully uh, okay. if they're done properly mm -hmm. to business leaders. Okay, uh, thank you for that. Um, so uh, that is like really useful insights for understanding, you know, how these data visualization platforms can help people to understand the data more. It might be more simplified, simplified way of, you know, uh, um, understanding it on the non-technical level as well, I guess, because mm -hmm. it is more interactive. So definitely that is a useful insight. So moving forward, it is like uh, when we are talking a lot more about these buzzwords around, right? Like it is a lot more boom when we talk about data sciences, analytics or machine learning. How like, you know, um, uh, it is different from the real situations when we handle the data in the organizations or uh, when it comes to the academics, we learn something. 
how we can differentiate that how much is this the boom and it is away from the real scenarios like uh yeah well, well data quality is is a big issue um there's a lot of organizations that have been storing data for a long time and uh, in using it for decisions but the data quality is really key because if the data quality is poor or it's not refreshed or it's not input from various departments the insight that can be gained isn't necessarily valuable so it's a very, very real world issue that organizations are, are dealing with is really master data management, really understanding the data. Mm -hmm. And the, the really interesting part about that is uh, that, that, that that's so fundamental to what data science is, but it's also an area that is, is a big challenge for data scientists because Mm -hmm. uh, when you make a visualization, it's it's very real. Business users can see it; they see the value. Uh, but you can spend months mm -hmm. doing data quality and data cleansing, mm -hmm. and you don't really see anything from that. And so it can be a challenge when uh, you're undertaking a very integral task, mm -hmm. but there's not necessarily a very visual output. Yeah. Um, in that sense. Yeah, that I can also relate actually while working with the data. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, you uh, work right now in the healthcare data, is that true? Like, uh, yes. So how interesting it is, like, is it, do you find it complicated to get the insights or is it like to have the data in place is the first challenge? Um, then you can work on the quality of the data. What is the real challenge, like major challenge? Yeah, yeah. Healthcare, so healthcare is, is a very interesting field uh, for, for many reasons. So there's an extreme amount of data protection and data security in the healthcare field that is not, not present in some other fields. So mm -hmm. that is the first challenge with healthcare analytics is to really consider security, the identification, health information. Uh, it's some of the most protected data that, that any organization can work with. So that is a unique challenge to healthcare. Uh, regarding uh, the data, healthcare data is also very complicated and it comes from multiple different sources. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of tasks that need to be undertaken to really map that data and match that data. So you'll have different data types, mm -hmm. uh, different metadata, uh, different sources or incomplete data. Mm -hmm. And that definitely provides a challenge. Uh, and, and one of the things that I love about healthcare, which is both exciting and a challenge is the healthcare field is really on a, a cusp of technology. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of old architecture and infrastructure within the healthcare field mm -hmm. uh, that, that is, is still present. People are actively using that. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's also a lot of opportunity for very new, very cutting edge technology. And so healthcare is at a very interesting point between intersection 
of that, that legacy data, the legacy systems, or kind of the legacy processes, mm -hmm. and all of these new advancements in, in data science, data analytics, even just the different software platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, so that definitely provides a very unique challenge mm -hmm. from a data perspective, but it also provides a really great opportunity to really impact the business, impact the organizations, mm -hmm. and continue to learn as a professional. Yeah. Uh, I worked for a couple of months actually in healthcare. So uh, my first challenge was always like, you know, finding the data at one place, like yeah. how much you can control on that to handle the quality of the data. So um, yeah, nah, that's important actually, uh, useful one. So when we talk about the this, this data analytics, actually, how do you see the future is uh, evolving? Like, you know, how, what would be the future of this data analytics? Yeah, that, that's a great question. So uh, there's a lot of organizations that are really starting out their journey. And so master data management and data cleansing mm -hmm. is a big part of the industry right now. Mm -hmm. And really building out data warehouses, data lakes, uh, different data sources to, to have everything all in one place. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think that in 2020, there seems to be a very big push for let's build out our data infrastructure mm -hmm. so that we can actually leverage that to make decisions and to consolidate all of this disparate decision making around organizations. So I see that as, as really a fundamental area that organizations are, are looking Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's also a lot of organizations that are really starting to push the limits of analytics and trending and getting into more complicated algorithms such as machine learning algorithms. Mm -hmm. So the organizations that do have uh, have had a good data governance policy are mm -hmm. starting to push into those other areas. So. For this year, I see that focus for data science professionals on both of, yes, building out the advanced algorithms, mm -hmm. but also really looking at, at, at consolidating, cleaning the data, managing that mm -hmm. uh, as a fundamental base for really propelling the trajectory of their analytics program. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sounds interesting, actually. So, uh, yeah, actually, uh, I have seen lots of people are like, you know, uh, even though they are in the software engineering or they are in the other areas of the business, uh, they are mm -hmm. like so much attracted towards the this data sciences and analytics. Whenever they see um, these things, uh, they are like, you know, very curious to learn, actually. So yeah. that I can see a lot more people are interested about it. But yeah, I'm also like very excited to see where the future is leading for this yeah. particular thing. So um, actually, I can't see the engagement on the live, but uh, what we can do is we can cover a couple more questions from the list uh, that we already have. So is that okay with you? Yes. Um, yeah. So um, I'll just check um, what we can cover. Uh, 
uh, which we already have. So yeah, uh, there is one more very important question uh, is that, you know, um, there is a very uh, narrow silver line between these uh, words, data mining, data analysis, and data profiling. So uh, do you have any kind of a differentiation when it comes to these uh, keywords or it comes to like, you know, handling these different phases? Yeah, so data, data profiling uh, in my definition is really understanding what data that you have mm -hmm. and what format it's in mm -hmm. and where the potential quality issues may be. So uh, a lot of the tools that are on the market today and are popular uh, do really help with data profiling. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite tools, MongoDB, mm. is uh, an application that I think does a, a great job with helping to profile data. Mm -hmm. uh, another great tool that helps with that is Alteric. I think that's a great tool as well for people to learn uh, that really helps with understanding the nature of your data. Mm -hmm. um, once you have that, mm -hmm. you can start going into data mining mm -hmm. of, okay, I understand my data. Now let me really dig in and look at the relationships between the data. Let me look at other data that I could bring in to help make decisions. So really digging into that very deeply of uh, starting to understand how to leverage that. Mm -hmm. And then with data analytics, uh, that's kind of the top of that process by which now that we understand our data and that we know how we could leverage it, mm -hmm. let's start really looking at the patterns. Let's look at um, trending. Let's look at how could we leverage that for a decision. And if we moved in this direction, can we now predict what would happen? And so analytics is really that um, knowledge mm -hmm. uh, that comes from the data mining, which is uh, the base of you really have to understand data profiling. Mm -hmm. So they're all kind of related. Oh, okay, okay, uh, good to know. So uh, one more question is more or about, you know, uh, as we already talked about data quality, right? So is there mm -hmm. any specific approach that you follow when you, it comes to, you know, you know, improving the data quality, like when it comes to data cleansing or missing data handling, uh, what is your best approach when it comes to the data? Sure. Yeah, data cleansing is an ongoing process. Uh, every organization has really is constantly data cleansing. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, a lot of the approach that I take with the data cleansing is first really understanding the upstream and the downstream pipeline of the data. Mm -hmm. So I need to understand where it's coming from. So mm -hmm. who's creating it? How often is that refreshed? Mm -hmm. um, where does that have any dependencies? Mm -hmm. uh, are there definitions mm -hmm. or different calculations in the data mm -hmm. that need to be considered, uh, especially across organizations? Mm -hmm. uh, I, in one of my past roles, we had a, an initiative to really look at how do we define 
um, a, a member of our service. Mm -hmm. And so some groups would, would have a definition of, of how they define a member and other groups would have a different definition. And so when they each did their, their analytics, the numbers never matched. Mm -hmm. And so part of data cleansing and uh, data quality and management is making sure that there's consistency in those definitions across the organization. Mm -hmm. And if there is business reason for variance, that that is very clearly communicated and very clearly understood. Mm -hmm. So that when people talk about those differences, they they have an understanding of, of how they got to that difference. Okay. Um, yeah. I, but there's some great tools that help with the data cleansing and the data management too as well. Um, but I think that the biggest thing is really understanding, uh, one, that it's an ongoing process, and, and mm -hmm. two, really how that data fits into your organization ecosystem. Yeah. And suppose uh, like domain is new to you, right? Uh, it might be possible that you are handling different domain data. Maybe it is a healthcare, it is maybe the banking finance, or it may be media mm. or entertainment. Um, how do you look for it? Like, you know, how much domain knowledge do you need to uh, actually dealing with deal with the data? Is it like you require the domain expertise or along the, you know, uh, doing the data cleansing or something, you can learn it along the different phases of data modeling? Yeah, my, I've worked across a lot of different domains. And for me, the fundamental understanding of where data comes from, mm -hmm. how people use it, and the, the, the statistical methods to analyze it mm -hmm. are really the most important thing. The, the domain knowledge does help for the nuances and to really uh, help the business to apply that. Mm -hmm. um, but I've, I've been able, and I've, I've worked with many people that have been able to quickly uh, get up to speed on the domain knowledge mm -hmm. when they have that understanding of data. So I think the domain knowledge is important, mm -hmm. uh, but I think having a, an understanding of, of of data management concepts mm -hmm. is what's going to help a, a new person or a new data scientist uh, get up to speed much quicker. Okay, okay, that is uh, really. Um, I think students are going to be, you know, uh, going to like that answer because uh, they must be wondering about when they look for the job opportunities. Uh, they always yeah. think about, you know, which area they want to get into when they are pursuing their. Uh, career so thank you so much and uh, moving forward actually uh, to the next question is moreover about uh, why this podcast stands for like you know understanding the passion and how the person leads that particular passion so how would you like to describe your leadership style yeah my my leadership style personally is very much of inspiration and Kind of innovation. Mm -hmm. I'm very much a leader that I believe in um, data democratization mm -hmm. and empowering the users. Mm -hmm. So with my team, I work to give them the tools mm -hmm. that they need to succeed. Um, I'm very much a believer that you surround yourself with people that are good at the things that you're not good at. And that's really the magic and, and the power of a team. So for me, I very much um, foster 
um, training and communication and playing. Um, one of my favorite things that I did with a past team is what I called innovation time. And I kind of stole the idea from Jeff Bezos at Amazon, uh, so I won't take full credit for it. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I did was I allowed my team a period of time every month to spend just investigating or learning something that wasn't directly related to their role. Mm -hmm. So whether it was a new technology or learning a different area of the company mm -hmm. or some kind of training. And it was, was actually so amazing because all of the team members would do these different things outside of their role. Mm -hmm. And it opened up all of these ideas about different ways to do things or different perspectives mm -hmm. that really helped our team to innovate uh, processes and solutions that I am very certain we would not have had the idea for that mm -hmm. if we didn't spend that time expanding our viewpoint in our horizon. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, that definitely, I feel like you are kind of a leader who likes to you know, uh, learn and mentor the team as well, like uh, whenever there are new challenges or the new technologies involved. Uh, you would be like more encouraging to attend trainings and you know uh, mentor as well to them what is happening so that's great uh, that is a good uh, leadership style I feel uh, to you know being a mentor to the team and always like inspirational so uh, the last question to end up this uh, podcast actually I would like to ask is uh, what is the advice actually you would like to give to the people who are actually right now um, in the career of data science or analytics so they are already uh, doing their job and there are students who are already like you know pursuing their career in this particular area so what kind of a piece of advice you would like to give them to uh, build their proper like career in the proper shape yeah that's a, a great question mm -hmm. uh, so the advice that I have is for people that are new in their career or they're thinking about making a shift, uh, take a look at the types of analytical skills and the problem solving mm -hmm. that you've done over your career mm -hmm. and apply that to uh, an analytic field or a new career. Mm -hmm. Some of the best people that I've hired have had not as strong of an analytics career, mm -hmm. but they were amazing problem solvers. Mm -hmm. They were very good at communicating. And so that is something that will really help propel an analytics career is the ability to sit and think critically about mm -hmm. a problem uh, and then be able to communicate that. So I, I definitely, when doing resumes or, or looking for roles, really emphasize mm -hmm. the problem solving and that communication and that analytical thinking, mm -hmm. uh, because I've found that those are the skills that really help in the real world mm -hmm. of, of business. Of, can you look at something that is a little vague or incomplete Mm -hmm. and put those pieces together to recommend a solution. Okay, yeah, that is a really great advice actually for me also something to learn. So um, 
I would appreciate actually your time to be there on Saturday. And uh, thank you so much for everything. You are going to be always special because this is my first live podcast episode. <laughs> so uh, I always going to remember you. Um, so uh, thank you so much for, you know, your advice and how one can pursue their passion and build their career and take the leaderships in that particular area they are interested in. So thank you so much for making it. And um, Hope to see you again, you know, around. <laughs> we are already connected. Yes. Again. Yes. So thank you so much. So Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been uh, so amazing to be the first live podcast, but also really interact with, with your network and your community. So uh, I definitely would, would love to be back. And thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate that. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. So what am I going to do now is like, you know, I'll publish this uh, recording as well as the live podcast. And then I will provide the links so that people who wants to follow you and come to you, like, you know, for the guidance, they can connect to you directly on the LinkedIn, which is one of the professional platform we have. So uh, looking forward to that and I will post it soon. So thank you so much once again and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You too. Thank you.